started recording. All right. Okay. You ready? Yes. All right. Three, two, one. Okay. Hi. Welcome back. Listen, man. I'm going to tell you right now. This is not a serious episode. We've been having technical difficulties this entire duration. There's a pressure cooker on in my house. Um, all of our internets are bad. I don't know if anybody can hear anybody. We just recorded on Sunday. An episode was out on Monday. So, like, there's not much to talk about. Uh, but we have a guest this time. Uh, before that, Artem, what's up? Can you hear me? No. Oh, and also, sorry. we didn't record on Sunday, you fraud. You can't even remember the days of the week. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the days. Why should I remember the days of the week? There's no point. Time I know, is yeah. You, you, you finished school and now you've just been living one long day. Exactly. I have been living one long day. It's honestly like match days are the only days I really care for. The rest is just like a blur. Um, our, our guest today, um, some of you might know him. Uh, it's not like he's been on the pod 14 times. Um, it's it's David. What's up, David? Do you, you hear us? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I just want to clarify. I, I have good internet. You said we all have bad internet. That's a lie. I have good internet. Yeah, time will tell. Um, I will do a speed test right now. What? Live on stream? Yeah, yeah live, live on screen. Do it. Do it. Just... We are not scared today. Do it. Show us. Go. Go. Click new tab and show okay. us. Okay. Top quality, right? You ready for this? Yes, we're ready for this. See, this is going to be this entire episode. We're not going to talk about Russian football. Ooh, that's banging, mate. Those oh, are some serious feeds. Those Fuck are some me. serious feeds you got, mate. That's that not is... actually that. 19 that is isn't horrible. It's not horrible. 19 isn't horrible. You can survive on 19. But... No, I will. I, I will. I will admit that that is pretty bad. It's usually around the hundred, so it probably is my fault. I've got two thirty-one. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm gonna do one on my end as well. But before that, we do have a few quick shout-outs. Uh, shout out Kairat. Um, they just beat Maccabi Haifa, and they lost to them last year. And you know we love the Kazakhstan. Not we. I love the Kazakhstani. Artem pretends to love the Kazakhstanis. I'm not fully sure if he does. Um, David doesn't care, but yeah, shout out Kairat. Kairat Moscow are also winning, uh, they're playing in the cup, they're in the PFL. Um, so that was our shout out. But before we talk about some like some newest pieces that we have, someone please explain to me how it is possible for CSK to make a 96 million euro loss. They spent 125 million on something, we don't know what that something is. Um, because I think that was, that, I think that was Gaich's agent fees. <laughs> might have been Gaich's agent fees. And by the way, I have prepared an entire spreadsheet with all this information. Uh, it took me like a day, but I am very unemployed despite being employed. Rookie numbers, so, taking a day to make up a spreadsheet. Yeah. Damn so, um, yeah, David would know about spreadsheets, but um, yeah, mine takes yeah, weeks. <laughs> Someone please tell me how Artem, how explain this to me. I've not I've not been the same human since I found out that they made a 96 million euro loss, which is like more than any Premier League club. I don't care if it's COVID. Their expenses didn't rise. It was not like their revenue just dropped. It wasn't that deep. They just spent 125 on something. 
please make it make sense. Well, I'll tell you what they didn't spend it on. And it was cameras, because look at the state of that. Look how many pink <laughs> pixels there on the That's screen. Awesome. I did wonder why he cho- he chose that picture, that guy on his tweet. Because it's the worst picture <laughs> so you've ever bad. seen. <laughs> no, but seriously, no idea. Like, I genuinely, there are some stadiums you could buy for, for less than that. So... You can buy clubs, stadiums, you can buy like an entire country for that much money, man, that they just spent it on. And I don't know how they're alive as a club. They're like 25 million in debt. I I just don't know how they're surviving. Um, but yeah, that spreadsheet will be up at some point on RFN. What I learned is that Krilia are actually like sustainable. Gang, um, gang. They're all in the green. But the problem is that like 85% of their money comes from the government. It's not good. Um, well, yeah, but that's kind of a standard thing for clubs that aren't top clubs in Russia, isn't it? Yeah, half the uh, teams are no, sponsored by the local government. In the it Europe. is, but it's not, not to that degree. Like, Ahmad, by the way, are the most unsustainable club in Russia. If, if is anyone not... surprised by that? Didn't I see, yeah. I, I looked at your sheet, didn't it say that they had zero income from match days or something? They had 35 grand from match day. Which is, like, which is the lowest out of any club. It's like, probably because they force people to go rather than paying them. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it's, that's just unspe- that's speculation. Please don't libel us. Don't worry. If the, if the Ahmad lawyers come, I'll save you. But um, <laughs> you know, I think we'd be doing pretty well to get the Ahmad lawyers to listen to the podcast. <laughs> probably would. Yeah, that is true. Um, but hold up. I'm such a a fraud, man. I am a massive, massive fraud. Hold up, yeah. I'll keep talking. Um, But yeah. Basically, what you're what you're saying is that Krelia are a better club than CSK. That's where this was all going, really. Yes, it is. Um, That is where it's all going. What I've basically done, right, and why I've just shut up is because I tweeted the lineup, right? And for some reason, I tweeted it in Russian and not in English. I don't know how that's happened since I have the English graphic downloaded. But yeah, Krilia are good. Uh, Lokomotiv make a lot of money. They make the second most money in Russia after Zenit. They're surprisingly sustainable. Um, And yeah, like there's a couple of good clubs you'll see in the spreadsheet. But what real topics do we have? You guys talk to like with the actual lineup. I was going to say, should we look at the lineups quick since you've just tweeted them? And I see Ruben have put theirs out. Yeah. There's, there's a big game. Uh, there's a big game to preface this kicking off. Very, very big. Very big. Spartak versus Ruben. Shout out uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you see one of your tweets come up. Yeah. See, look, there's the tweet. I just saw it got deleted. It was great. So this is Ruben. What is the Ruben then? Actually, I'm tweeting our zone, so fairly large. standard, just no star belt because obviously he's uh, he's not with the squad currently. Yeah, so whoever's listening, it's Tupin and Goal, Samoshnikov, Nizhgorodov, um, or Uremovic and Ignatiev at the back, Huang, Abilgard, uh, Haksabanovic, Hrycha, Bakayev, and up front is Despa. Yeah, pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah, and the Spartak squad is Selikov, uh, Raskazov, Zhigo, Gaponov, uh, Ayrton. In midfield is Umerov, Hendricks, Moses, Bakayev, and Mirzov. And up front is Melkadze. Yes, yes. unfortunately. Pedro, that's a strange 
Pedro Rocha on the bench there. Look That's at that. not strange. Uh, he's played. He started all of our games at striker, so it's it's, it's uh, standard now. And he, mm. you know what he okay, said? Well. So he's not he's not good up front, but he's surprisingly good as like a playmaker, like with the, like the through balls and stuff. Very very good player. But that's um, what surprises me is like, why would you play him as the sole striker if you've got other players that can play in that position and maybe in, implement him into the squad later but, on? Lawson and Sobolev are still getting back after the Yeah, Sobolev like scored a banger when he came on last time, so there's that. Ah, yeah, but you you could even put like, I don't know, you could put Promise up there. You could put Jicky up there. He used to play striker. Did he? Really? He did. Yes, you just made that up on the spot. No, I swear on my life. If even if you if you look at him on uh, on Football Manager, it's actually quite hilarious. It's something like he plays like perfectly at centre back, but his natural position is striker or something stupid. <laughs> You're not confusing with the other Jukia who does play a striker. Artem is dead. He's just I've blown his mind. Artem. Let's just talk about how sad we are that Ignatov's not starting again. Yeah, Ignat Ignatov was probably the worst. No, actually, he scored like a goal, didn't he, from open play? Okay, Artem's back. Um, <laughs> sort of. Ignatov, no, the, your guy Ignatov. Oh, our Ignatov. No, he is phenomenal. Yeah. What a play. He's Ignatov great. is great. Now, listen, man, I'm telling you, right, we have exchanged Sobolev and Pons up front. Like, so we have Sobolev or Pons, and then, like, we can have our attacking Four. There's two great attacking fours we can play. So you can do Glushenkov, Ignatov, Mirzov maybe if you want. And then you have or Baka yeah even. And then it's like Promise Ignatov. There's a lot of choice in there is what I'm saying. Um Sochi won their game against Kimki. Quite a thriller. They won uh, three two. Artem are you back so I, I can stop pretending like I care about the Sochi game. <laughs> I've I've yeah, I've been listening to this the whole time. I don't know why you think I was gone. You were well, gone. You didn't clearly. We definitely couldn't hear you very well. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, apparently David blew my mind. N- no minds were blown over on this end. <laughs> clearly, well, we hear right. Reaction. It, 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 it's not here, but you can see he used to play left midfield at least. And I swear he used to play front. May have been in his youth days, but at some point be honest man. everybody but you saw that he scored a free kick like a couple of years ago and it was like mm. a great shot so he is i give you the benefit uh, of the doubt for now yeah no i'm just playing i'm sure he did play up front at some point um but yeah going for transfers and stuff um carl starfeld is is leaving um ruben to go to celtic which in my opinion is is that a downgrade or an upgrade or what is that? Um, I mean, Celtic are a big club in a medium country. Rubin are a medium club in a medium country, I suppose. I think just yeah. Scotland's proximity to England makes Celtic a more prosperous place to be. You know, they're constantly going to be in either Europa or Champions League as well. So, yeah, yeah if, it, you know, if I if I was if I was to put Ruben up against Celtic, I actually think Ruben would probably win. But David's right; like it's it is technically a step up in terms of how, like how big the Celtic brand is. So yeah, it's probably a step forward in 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 that way. 
and to be honest, like because this the the Scottish league isn't maybe as good as the Russian league, I think we'll all probably agree with that. Um, he'll probably look even better and may even get a, another move further, which is which is good. Mm. And that's the thing, like he's good, but I wouldn't go much further than that. Like he's been good for us, but there's also been times where he's been not very good for us. So it's it's still a loss because he's one of our foreign players and he's one of our main defenders and our squad has too many foreigners, so it's going to be tricky to replace him. But at the same time, it's like, well, we've got good money for him and he's not like a world beater, so I think it's a good time to cash in. That's what we're up yeah. to. Who's, who's going to replace him, though? Would it be Begich or do you think he'll sign someone? Um, I imagine it'll be Begich. Begich was okay, sort of in the spring when he had to play because Iremovic missed a bit and then we signed this young kid who we meant, who was starting today against Spartak Nijigorodov. Yeah. So I, I think we won't do much more than that. I don't I don't imagine we'll actually replace Starfelt with with anyone, which is kind of a shame. Just because of the limit, really. It is, yeah, yeah. The limits are fraud. We'll never stop talking about it. Um is that a good segue to talk about how they're making the RPL into whatever they're making it into? I think it is, but at the same time, I do think we need to mention this one. Like, obviously, like we talked about Siske, we didn't talk about Vlasic actually moving. It seems like his yeah. his um his deal is close to being done, and AC Milan are looking to loan him for the first year and then have an obligation to buy out at twenty five million next year due to financial reasons. Yeah. Um. I think we're all agreement in agreement that that is a, a terrible deal on CSK's part because it, especially if they don't get much money up front. Mm. It's five billion they're saying up front, which is which is nothing really in the grand scheme of things. Like if you need to replace Vlasic, you're not doing it for five million, and it's not like the financial fair play is going to be kind to them with their uh, with their balance sheet. Yeah. So I mean. Do you think? I think like they have to sell him, right? Like I think they, they don't have, have any option. He wants he's leaving. Like he's the, exactly. If, he didn't show they up didn't, to the training. Exactly. If they, they if they didn't agree to sell him, he'd just sit on the bench for the season, which would just be a waste for everyone. Yeah, he's too good. I mean, we knew he was going to go, like considering how good he how good he's been over the last couple of years. And, uh, now they haven't got Europe, it's like the perfect time for him to go. Yeah, exactly. It there is, was yeah. also, uh, well, the 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 felon. We we gonna talk about the felon. Artem, are you there? Perfect. Artem, oh, not again. Okay. Artem is, no, you're back. Uh, you're, you're, back. back. Yeah, you're back. You're back. Yeah, as soon as you realize that you aren't there, you're back. Um, so annoying. Anyway, Yosefov is the transfer I'm talking about. Okay, not the felon. Yeah, Yosefov. Well, was, we're um, talking about the felon afterwards. But... <laughs> right. So yeah, Yosefov moved to Villarreal. It's been in the works for a while, but uh, we're glad that it happened. Obviously. Mm. Uh, and it's been a good window for Russian players moving abroad. That Mikhailov guy went to Schalke on loan. Uh, from Zenit, um, and then like Rubens players are going to Croatia, apparently. 
which is something you should ask David about. Um, Lunev is playing for Bayer. So it's yeah, been it's a cool. good window, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you talked about it last week on the, on the pod about, you know, the Russians going abroad. And even if yeah. it's just smaller ones, you know, we'll take it. Golenkov obviously is, is trying to go to Czech Republic. He's, yeah. He was with, which club was he with? I forget. Not Slovan Liberec. Sigma. He was Sigma. Sigma. But I don't know what's going on with that because he was like not in the last squad they listed. So I don't know where he is. But it, basically, you know, it, it seems like he's going to try and move move abroad, which, you yeah. know, it's cool. We saw a bit, uh, I sort of have reservations because I think about Komlichenko went to Czech Republic, absolutely killed it for two years. And now look, look at how terrible he, he seems to be. So I'm, like, I'm weird. Weird thing is that uh, Komlichenko looks like he's scoring and training for Rostov. I mean, in in the friendlies and stuff, which like maybe he could be serious um, for them. But it's it, it's hard. It's hard to really say, man. Artem, are you? No, there? I'm gonna I'm gonna put my neck out on the line here. I'm gonna say that Komlichenko will get ten goals this season. Okay, listen, man. You said Ignato was going to get five and he hasn't gotten any. So Hang on. When Ignatia, is that bet yeah, over? Ignat- you said... Listen, man, when we, when we had... Our no, no, no. When, out, it, when, it, when is that bet over? I don't know. It's already... Is consider the, it's it over. over at the end of the year. We've still got... To, we've got months to go. Do, does does it include friendlies as well? No, 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 no. It doesn't include friendlies. Only official games and we've got until the end of this year. But do does it include official games in Belarus? Yeah, because they're official games. Because that's where he's gonna go. Um, that, but but yeah. that, look, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna say Komlichenko is gonna make his way back up. Like Rostov, we yeah, ha- have had a few have had a few good players in the past, and I don't know. Just I remember that season when Zuba was at Rostov, where he absolutely ripped it up down there on loan from Spartak. And I just feel like this could be the same chance for Komlichenko. Revive yes, his career. Don't don't forget that he has the record for most goals in the Czech in the Czech Republic. Like yeah. it's it's all well and good to say like oh yeah he played in Czech Republic. Obviously their level of football is not as good as a Russian. But like if you're the record breaker anywhere, you've got to be pretty good. Like yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, he'll do better than Ali Sal. Hey, respect Ali Sal. Well, Ali Sal has been good. Why are you going at Ali Sao for no reason? Um, I mean, it's, there's not no reason. Like, the man's a bit... I'm going to say it. He's a bit like Ed Air. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's got, like, no control over his own legs. We saw that last season. Like, he scored, like, three goals and two of them by accident. He David, scored, when did Ed Air score three goals? Ed Air has never scored three goals. I'm talking about Sal scoring, like, three goals. You compared him to Adair. He's Adair has never scored three goals. That's not a fair comparison. David, I will have you know that Adair lifted the Euros trophy twice. Oh, yes. He did. On Sunday. <laughs> I can't believe he's going to live off that goal forever. He should. Oh, honestly. If I scored that goal, of course I'd want to live off it forever. I don't care if it was. And it was a good yeah. goal. When he walked in, I was like, I know who that guy is. And everyone's like, well, who is he then? Yeah. It's, uh, it's the worst strike you've ever seen. This is iconic. But no, shout out Italy. Um, what a country. Isn't it crazy that the only reason Ronaldo has an international trophy is because of Adair. 
Yeah. And the only reason Messi has an international trophy is because of who was Emiliano Martinez. Yeah. So like, just proves who the real goats are. Yeah, that is true. And I'm, the thing is, right? Argentina and Brazil are both at the Olympics, and there's a good chance that one of them wins. So we might actually have to say the words Olympic gold medalist Adolfo Gaich. Like, mm. or Adolfo, I mean, not Adolfo, Olympic gold medalist Bruno Fuchs. We might have to say that at some point. Or Malcolm. I, who's, someone yeah, was saying that Malcolm might go now. Spartak got lucky that Ayrton didn't get called up. I think he deserved it, but he, he, deserved he missed it out. Sure, yeah. But Ponce is going, so. Yeah. Well, Hannah, you know who we won't be saying is a gold medalist? Who? Kevin Durant. That's who. Oh, yeah. The Americans are at fraudulent. Frauds. Can we... Well, I, I've realised something that we don't have on a tab. Can we just sort of mention the, the Spartak Zenit Twitter beef? Who did that? I've never heard of that. I don't be on Twitter. <laughs> I don't be on Twitter. Let's have a look at it. Because it made the news and everything. Got comments it out. It did make the news. Zarima right? made some comments on it as well. Yeah, the we all know how much we love Zarima in this place. Yeah, I'm not even going to say nothing about that. I might be unemployed. So I leave that <laughs> up to you too. Um, but... Zenit got bullied. Let's just end it there. Zenit got bullied. No, we can talk about the beef. Don't talk about uh, Zarima. Exactly. Don't talk. You can talk about sports. Are you the whole beef? Do that. Have fun. Um, but yeah, no. Artem, how does it feel knowing that this podcast was like, like this was the number one trending thing on sports? Are you? For a good three hours, even more, it probably might have. like the, the the red fire thing was there. Um, you know how they put the emoji next to the yeah yeah, yeah. to their stories. It had like three hundred comments, most of which were calling me and Anton uh, brain dead school children, which <laughs> is rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all people, man. It was Martak fans and stuff. But that's rude because I left school a month ago. So at least respect me in that sense. Um. What? They clearly haven't been listening to the podcast, or otherwise they'd know. Exactly. Ooh, like, some good numbers on it too. How how is how how have how was this the number one trending thing in all of Russian football media, in all of Russian sport media? How I mean, Hanu, you, you said it yourself. There's not really much going on right now. Like, there's a reason that this podcast <laughs> is like, like the fact that we have been recording so like sporadically throughout summer it just tells you just how little is going on because me and Hannah will talk about anything and in fact half of our podcast isn't even about Russian football and we still couldn't find anything to talk about so it just says everything's dead like the Euros they were good but shit it's over now it is but um yeah that was this, this, all... this was the best tweet by far yeah absolutely except one thing Hanu. A constructive criticism. Okay. You did put in Zenit Italiano in Italiano in twice, I think. There was a couple of, there was a couple that overlapped, which Yeah, there might have been, but that's because I was I was struggling to find the right screenshots because uh, like the like not Zenit unrelated accounts were coming up, so it's like it's fine, you know. Mm. Um yeah. but Fair. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Um it I mean it was such the the original tweak if 
to find it was, the original it had tweet. Nothing to do with it was Zen. a very harmless meme. I thought exactly. the original tweet. Yeah, just but it, and, it, like, and Zenit it, decided to uh, to come back on it, and that's uh, that's where it went. It's I mean, it's a good meme too. I'd love to like go back and see who scored for Spartak in that game because I have literally no memory of the of the match. Yeah. I mean, I, I must Basilic, I do remember Basilic, the five one. Vasilev scored in the ninety eighth minute. Is all I remember. Uh, I checked the yeah. score. Oh, was is this that one where that would they had the great goal from Luis Adriano? Oh yeah, oh. it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Remember the little triangle pass around yeah, the... Uh, yeah, yeah. That was good. Um, but, yeah, so that was the original tweet for anybody watching the screen. Zenit re- responded with this, which was also a great game. It's a good fair. response, yeah. by the way. Both of Zenit's responses were good. Then Hanu responded with this. Sorry, not Hanu. Whoever it's runs his account. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then... This was also good. That was good. But it was good. like this, this was killer. Yeah, this was absolutely yeah. killer, and uh, just a bit of a yikes. Like, I think we, we like all of us. I don't think any of us have hidden away from the fact that we're just a little bit confused as to why there's so many accounts. Like, it used to be like or something like that. Like, I know, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember when uh, not you, but some other Indian guy was working for Zenit India. Yeah. Um. Uh, like it was that account. The English account and the Russian account were like the main accounts, and everything else is just kind of noise. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, like, it just seems like the noise has taken over, especially with their recent um, their recent calls for for help to get followers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's been. Uh, I would be dangerous and say what I want to say, but um. Oh, sorry. Um, you can just you can text it to me, and I'll say it. <laughs> that is fair. Well, I mean, as a neutral observer, I mean, we all remember Zenit having some really good Twitter content a few years back. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it wasn't prolific. It was just the odd thing that would come out every now and then. You know, taking shots at like the Daily Mail or whatever. Yeah. But see, but, that's what made it so good, though, because it wasn't all the time. So yeah. when you saw it happen, you were like, "Oh my god." Like, like the, it, it always hit. Like, there was never a miss when they did it yeah. that way. Mm. Whereas now, I feel like, you know, obviously Zenit were the original best social media account in Russia. Yeah. And then, like, it changed very quickly. And, like, the model now seems to be, like, get content out there. But I wouldn't you know, even say it that... It can all be 60% content. doesn't have to be all, like, slap. I wouldn't even say that Spartak are putting out, like, you know, football Twitter targeted tweets or, you know content tweets like yeah. all the time you know it's it's not prolific still it's it, more than it used to be like back yeah. in the zenith days but it's still not like ridiculous i think i don't think know, there was a peak a couple of years ago with like Bayer leverkusen and roma where it was just ridiculous non-football related all the time but now it's sort of cooled down a bit and the teams have, are sort of finding a balance of what to tweet and when yeah it, it, the landscape has changed because it, was, it used to be Roma and by Leverkusen and them, and they're still the biggest names in terms of pure numbers. And they still get uh, when they tweet something that they want to bang, it it gets numbers. But see, like you, you're talking about the balance there, and I think that Spartak actually do have a good balance. Like I yeah. think the Jews are actually doing a good job. See, what kind of scares me is how far Zen have gone from being like yeah. like I preferred. Like the the way they owned the Daily Mail, 
yeah. a lot more than I prefer, let's say, Spartak's general tweets. You know what yeah. I mean? Like now yeah, and again. Yeah, but I think the Spartak account is, is more interesting overall to follow, if that makes sense. Whereas, like, the way that Zen have gone now is they've gone completely against the idea of, okay, let's get stuff organically. And it's more so, okay, we just want the numbers to look really good and we don't care where those numbers get like come from which yeah. is a little bit upsetting because i don't know like i've never tried to you know gain followers from absolutely nothing and i don't, I don't really understand what the point of it is because you're just going to get dead followers who don't interact with anything like that or you yeah. know it, it just it doesn't make sense mm. like you may as well just buy followers if, well, if like you're about, just looking for numbers what i like about spartag is they they put out content from their players sometimes in English as well. Yeah. But they also drive interactions related to the team. So they'll be like, put up a photo of Max Menke and they'll be like, who else do you want to see photos of? So then the replies aren't fully just, you know, yeah, in or follow back you yeah. It's It's actually driving the followers to look at the squad on Wiki and pick a player. Just if, even if they're still only one doing it to get an interaction, at least they're, by doing that, they've learned something about the club. They know about a player's name or whatever. And that just that is bearing the seed. And next time they see a tweet with that player, they might go, oh, that's the guy who I... Exactly. See, see, that's the thing. Like, all... Whatever we try to do, right, whether it's on TikTok or uh, Instagram or Twitter or whatever, it's like we try to tie all of our names in to Spartak in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Even if it's... A reaction picture like we did those sleep memes right a lot of sleep memes go about and we did one like Jigo and Moses but they're sleeping so it's, it's very easy to make but it's tied into Spartan in some way just to ensure that like the content isn't just what like you know how there were a couple of tweets in the, in the past about um, wolves and stuff which had nothing to do with Spartak um, which I think we objected to back in the day when like in our group chats and stuff and like we don't we attempt to not do that. We try to tie it into Spartak so that some degree of brand recall does remain where Spartak might be playing a game on in the Champions League or whatever and some guy might not have anything to do. He's like, oh wait, they're playing. I like their Twitter. And even if in some way you're getting people to remember you or take notice, right? It's it's something. There yeah. is... There, there's, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. clearly more than just something because people like... We're etched in people's heads um, to some degree at this point where people mention us, quote us in things that were not even related to, right? Like, there'll be tweets about where Messi is going to go next and, like, there's 15 replies telling Spartak. So, clearly, it's having some impact, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, well, you put out that thing, Spartak are, like, second biggest club on social media. Yeah, in the world on TikTok, which Anton Smirnov, all the credits, credit for that goes to him. Uh, crazy achievement. Second in the world on TikTok. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, I don't so know, like, Hanu. It, it also beefs up your CV quite well. I mean, so that's that nice. it does, yeah. The, the, listen, the LinkedIn's for that. Right? Here I, we... I just realized, right, I don't even know how you got into Russian football, Hanu. Like, I have no idea. I don't think. Or do you know? It was, it's really simple. And Artem's going to call me out on this. Because, because I know he thought I was a CSKA fan for a good six months. <laughs> I didn't think I knew. Because, like, I know you went to Russia and you went to a Siska game, but, like, uh, yeah, I, I don't did. know if that that's was... how you started. Yeah, that is sort of how I started, to be fair. Because I went to a, a CSKA game because 
there was I think Spartak five won Sevilla was like a day before that. But like yeah, I think we so not even that long ago. Like because I, I remember you from being on Twitter and being on the whatever that account was, like yeah, scouted or whatever so, it was. Yeah, but that was on way after that to be fair. I think Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah, twenty seventeen, October twenty seventeen was was uh You don't remember it's got the disco. Iskandar Disco, yeah, Iskandar Disco was Iskandar Disco got suspended at some point in 2018. I don't exactly. Oh, your account has got suspended at some point. <laughs> oh it's exactly. I'm just grateful to God this one hasn't been suspended yet. But um, had him had to move country just to open another Twitter account. <laughs> I did have to move, fam. You don't know how much I had. Like I asked Artem to give me a phone number at one point so that I could see. That and it still didn't project. work. I don't know. And how. it still didn't work. It still did not work. But one day they just decided to release me. Um, from prison, and and I, I can make accounts now. But um, yeah, so basically, watch the CSK game, and I just sort of, I guess, got interested in that because, and we only we, yeah, so we did that, and then I came home, I guess, and I looked up Russian football. Then I found Russian football news, right? And then I think I hit an e, like I shot a Twitter message or something to Toka, and then he told me already, like, what team do you want to write for? Like, I don't know. Right? You tell me. And he's like, we don't have much coverage for CSK. I said, fine, I'll do CSK. And so then my first article was about 2005. Um, that year they had the treble. There was a couple after that. Because at that point, all I was doing was... Um, so you're already doing football writing at this point? Yeah. Like, I started in, like, March, May 2017, actually, with just, like, Real Madrid match okay. reports for some website. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so then it went to Russian football. I, I wrote like four articles for RFN and then I just dipped. Um, <laughs> really, yeah. And then like I think Zenit hit me up and then after that was like when my uh, interest in Russian football like really started to grow. But yeah. okay, what was the re- what was the original reason to go to Moscow just just on holiday just yeah, for a trip? Yeah, it, it was just for uh, for on a holiday to be fair. But it was it was a life changing trip and I think that's fair to say. That's cool. That's cool. I don't know how we got here, but we've been 34 minutes already on this podcast. Wow. Well, this we've is what happens when, when you're having fun, Hanu. Origin stories. You know, it's, yes, origin stories. It's sad because I know David's origin story, and I know Artem's origin story. Artem's origin story is the easiest. He's from yeah, my, he's, yeah my, my origin story is so dead. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm from Russia. Um, That's the thing, you know what? Whenever, whenever I'm talking to people when, I, when I'm in Ireland, my origin, my origin story is fucking really cool, like, because yeah. you know, like, coming over as an illegal immigrant, you know, all of this shit, all the crazy shit that happened with me and my family, and then whenever I'm talking to, uh, whenever I'm talking to people in Russia, it's like, oh, you like Russian football? Yeah, well, it makes sense. You're from here. Yeah. That's it. Artem is allegedly an illegal immigrant. Let's oh no, on. there's no alleged about it. We had to admit it when we got here. So you're illegal now? No, no, no. We're legal now. Like it's just you, you, you come over here and like they ask you like obviously to stop how stop people coming over in future the same way that you did. They'll ask you how did you get here and like I think my mom said that she got here in a potato truck or something like that. Like it was she, she said that she got over to Belfast somehow and came down dipped down the border into the, into Ireland in a potato truck, which wasn't true. She came in a plane, but yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah that that's pretty much the story like it's i've like it's it's a long story why i left russia and stuff like that i won't i won't bore you with it today but maybe maybe yeah. some other day i'll uh 
I'll go into it a bit. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know. I don't know the details of your origin story. That's for sure. Like, I know you're a Russian person living in Ireland since you were a kid. But yeah, I didn't know anything more than that, really. But um, if Preeti Patel was around when Artem's like parents and stuff were, then Artem wouldn't exist. He, he would like this call would not be taking place. Well, it, it might, but I, I could be speaking with a really, really big accent. Yeah. Yeah. Have you and Ellie on? Yeah. But um, yeah, that that that's the sauce. Like, it's it's a weird one. It's do you know, like my parents actually. I'll, I'll I'll say it quickly. My parents came over to Ireland because Ireland was the only place that you could ha- have a kid and automatically get residency yeah, in Europe. Okay. So, my mom came over here in two thousand one. And she gave birth to my brother. So her and her and uh, my brother were allowed to stay here because they have res- residency. Then they took away the residency thing, but it was like the whole family got residency if they were over there. But me and my dad were still in Russia, so we had to f- had to find a way to get over to Ireland. But as long as we got here, we'd be okay. So yeah. just That's everything a- everything in between then was a little bit dodgy, but <laughs> we we, we moved. Well, oh, that's a pretty. It is interesting, definitely, but it's quite. Uh, yeah, but see, it works. It works that, that, that's what I mean, though. It's it's more interesting to tell my story to Irish people than it is to tell my story to to Russian people, because you know, like yeah. people in Russia just like yeah, like we we know like fifty people who've done the same thing as you, like. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But to be fair, speaking of origin stories, I don't. I don't know anything about RFN's origin stories. Like, I don't know why James likes Russian football. Um, James, I, I think, I studied know. studied something Russian-related. I think I he think. studied history and the Russian language or something yes, along but, those lines. And it's lines. the same with Danny. Danny definitely studied Russian, something Russian-related at uni as well. Danny got the tick, by the way. He's verified on Twitter now. Yeah, they big one. Um, yeah, though James studied. I think James may have lived in Samara for a year or something as well. Yeah, I feel like he definitely lived or at least studied in Russia for a bit. I know Tom Giles. Oh, yeah. oh he's because I remember Tom. him telling the story of how he was in. Um, I, I'm I'm ninety percent sure it was Samara because I think that's how me and him like started talking at first. Uh, and he lived with some. I think it would have been some like just old granny or he had an old granny next door who'd always make him food or something like that. I can't remember the exact story, but I remember I remember something along those lines. Yeah, that is, I mean, like that, those are pretty interesting origin stories to be fair. Um, but yeah, speaking of, of Verify, this has nothing to do with uh, Danny at all, but it's like I saw a tweet, right, which was that you're verified on Twitter, but are you verified in the eyes of God? <laughs> and that made, that made me really, really, really laugh. Um, but, yeah, what, what else? What, what are all the origin stories? What uh, what else can we talk about? Uh, Toka also studied Russian history. I feel like half of the guys studied something Russian-related. Yeah, uh, I remember Toka did... Uh... And I think he may have done his, I think it was his master's thesis on Russian football in some way. It may have been finances or it may have been corruption or something along those lines. So he definitely did study something. I'm going to just scroll through the members of the Facebook group chat. So Andrew Flint is obvious. 
Right. Andrew Flynn has a great origin story. Great origin story. Moved yeah. out to Tumen based on an advert he'd seen in a paper to be an English teacher. See, you know what? That's the thing. That's wife. how I know God exists. There's no other, like, there is no other explanation. There's certain stuff, right? It's like, that's God. That can't be anything else. That's a massive leap for me. It's great. And he works at RT now as well, right? I'm pretty sure he just he yeah. got a job there. So cool. look, that has so. to be God. I don't know, yeah. man. That's a, like that's too much of a leap for me. I don't think that it's got that's anything to do with God. I think that's <laughs> just it's just fate. It's fate. It's, it's just it's just how it works. Like it's like I, I, determinism. I, the way the way I look at it is that there's an unlimited amount of opportunities, and like that just happened to be the one that that happened for him. Mm. How is that? It doesn't have to be God, as in Jesus. It's like it's something, right? It's it's either fate. You fate can be your God. God is whoever you want it to be. But like, is there something? Because I'm sure he, well, I'm sure some, a lot of people would say that's an irrational decision from you. Going from Manchester to the depths of Siberia. Mm. It's definitely wild. I know he'd been like, he didn't he do like a year of traveling in like Central America before he did that as well? Because he like, he can speak fairly good Spanish too. Yeah, so he's he, like, I believe he's he like trilingual. What a guy! Great no, Andrew, Andrew is honestly one of my favorite people in Russian football. Like his so story, not. I know, yeah. I know, we're talking about it now, but like his story, genuinely, like if you can make it into like a a twenty minute documentary or something, genuinely feel like it's it's like great <laughs> content. Yeah, it's great, and he's done so much as well for like for the league and for the site. Oh yeah, for sure. Like vlogging. Two men driving three hours to Yekaterinburg for all their games. You know, I used to love watching his videos on YouTube. Yeah, you know, the ones so... where he was like just walking around uh, like two men yeah. and he was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, like welcome to the greatest city on earth and stuff like that. And Man, you wouldn't say, and you got to respect it. It's meant to be really cool, actually. Like, yeah. I, I, I said this to Hannu, I think, that after I become basically like at the moment with the way my career is going, like, I need. I need to work for two years and then try and get my chartered status. But the minute I get my chartered status, I want to take like a, a month or two out of work and do like a proper trip around Russia. And like I'm I'm talking to like all the cities that like you'd never go for a trip on their own. Like, for example, like Rostov would be in there, like, you know, Vladivostok would be in there, like uh, Volgograd, all those like smaller cities that like. Yeah, just like do said, like a like, day or two in each of those places. Exactly. Yeah, I, I like. I think I just book it when I'm there. Like, as in, like, oh yeah, I'm kind of sick of this place now. Let's go to the next place, kind of thing, rather than have it all planned out. That would be, that would be awesome. That would yeah. be sick. That's yeah. I'm really hoping that I'll be able to do that in two in the next two years or so. Fingers yeah, crossed, COVID isn't around by then. Fuck me, like. COVID <laughs> will probably like be around. That's just, it just depresses me, man. I don't even like talking about that shit these days. COVID. Bro, COVID, COVID showed up for you though. You have no excuse. Like <laughs> you have to thank COVID. I do, yeah, but like thanks for the memories, it's time to go. <laughs> COVID is like Arsene Wenger. Exactly, it is no I do yeah, I do have to. It had its heyday. It had its heyday. Man. When like, when that's... we were when we all got off on the first <laughs> lockdown for like two months, that was like the, the was... unbeatable season for Arsenal. That I really did. I time. really enjoyed that. I mean, I had to work through it all, but I really did enjoy those first couple of months. Like, I loved going out and not seeing a single car when I went for like an hour walk. It was so cool. It was good. Yeah, it was like 
it was it surreal. Was a, it was surreal. It was unprecedented. So people were just watching like old football games and stuff. And it was just like the vibe was nice. And um, now it's just, it's just dead. It's not locked down here, but it probably will. Soon there'll be a third wave or something. But um, it, it won't happen again as serious as the original one because people people was patience has, has worn down with it. Wait, to be fair, where you are, you should be fine. They're opening the entire country in five days. You yeah. don't even need to wear masks. I, I mean, they shouldn't. Our cases, our cases are shooting up again as well, which is the mad thing. David, what's the story with um with your work? Are you able to work from home permanently, like, or are you gonna have to go back into the office? Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I've been at home since last March, working from home. Um, I've not heard anything about the plans to move back to the office. We have got staff working in the office, but they're socially distanced, okay. and because of that, there's no space for the rest of us at the moment. Well, did you reckon up that space? I think you... I think I might be able to get like half and half. That would be sick. I feel like at, that's at that's... worst. I might be able to compromise on that. That's what most people want, I think. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, have you talked to most people? Have you talked to anyone in your office about that? Like, what are you? Yeah, I've talked to all back? the other remote staff. Some remote staff want to go back in, but then I'm one of the younger people, like a lot of um, a lot of the other staff are. You know, uh, middle-aged women. Uh, there's a lot of middle-aged women actually in in the team. So, and they, they, you know, a lot of them want to be back because they enjoy the social social aspects of working in their team. Whereas I'm sort of. I'm in the IT side with just a couple of other guys who, yeah, we can do everything online. So why not? Yeah, why not? You know, that's what I mean. Ideally, if I can, I'd stay fully remote. But I think I'm going to have to come to a compromise and just do like three days. I think in, there will be. Like, I'd say there will be options to to do fully remote though. And it's yeah. like if if there is options to do fully remote, it means that your job could be in Manchester or something like. Oh yeah, I mean that's it. Like, like I'm I'm applying for. I'm applying for yeah, but right? like you, handy realistically, if you if you want to go to Kazan and get a job in Manchester, that's good because you're like even if it's a, a shitty job, you're still gonna make a lot more money than the people in Kazan. <laughs> Whereas if you're living in London or just outside of London and making Kazan money, uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be living outside what, of London very much longer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's that's what he said though, right? That you can do your job from anywhere. You can do it from Kazan. Yeah, you can do your yeah, current job from Kazan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying. I've been applying for other jobs that are all over the country. I'm trying to get a new job, so, and they're all like, I'm only pretty much applying for stuff that's fully remote or at least ninety percent remote. Yeah, that's that would, the plan. That would be sick, honestly. You know, that's the thing with is me with me is that um, I didn't have to give my exams, which is something that I'm thankful for, uh, to to the government, to God, or to all of them, right? But it's like um. That basically, like, if you get something, then something gets taken away from you. So that basically means that I'm not going to be able to physically go to university, mm-hmm. wherever, wherever it could be here or it could be anywhere worldwide. So that's like, you didn't give your exams, but you're all, like six months of university at least is going to be online. And I think that's a fair trade. Um, yeah, I mean, I loved, I love university. Like, it's the best, best, best years for definite. And I think. If I thought back now, thinking about missing a whole year of it while doing it from home, that would just that would suck, you know. I think that's all part of the experience. Yeah. Is you, especially for you, who you're you're looking to like study abroad or whatever, you know, that's all part yeah. of the experience, you know. Is, yeah, yeah, like you, university is really cool. 
at the same time, I just felt like for I don't know for me, it just felt like until I got to my masters, I felt like it was such a waste of time. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, like it was super interesting. Like, like I studied sports management, so it was really like it was stuff that I was actually interested in. But there was so much downtime, and there was so much just bullshit going on, and it just was a bit messy. Like, it it was really enjoyable because like obviously I had time to go out with friends and you know like play play extra football and stuff like that. But it just was a waste of time. Were you living at home or, or were you in like halls? No, no, no. Living at home. Like, I don't know if you know about Dublin or not, but we're the most expensive city to live in. Like, I know, well, yeah, I know you like live near UCD as well, so I wasn't sure. Oh, but, like, yeah, no, no. Like, it, yeah. when you like, Dublin isn't big enough of a city that you'd need to move kind of closer to to uh, your, your college if you lived there. Oh, so, yeah, like, but like, if you lived in like, you know, the Digs or like, you know, Wexford or another town, you'd have obviously had to try and move into halls or student accommodation or whatever i guess oh uh, no I'm, I'm dublin to true and true down the road from shamrock rovers but that was it for me like i i don't live in a uni town so i had to go to uni and that was all part of the experience you know uni for me was like you're 18 and you're you're transitioning then into adult life but at the same time you're still having that same aspect of school life because you're still having time to sort of you know chill and have fun and relax you went stuff. to uni in wales didn't you yeah, like my uni was like a five-hour drive from where I live. Shout out Bangor. Bangor, man. So, Big that's all part of it. That yeah. is cool. Like, uh, I definitely couldn't imagine doing uni while living at home. Like, I definitely, like, enjoyed that going out and becoming my own person. I think that's all part of it. Definitely, 100%. And I hope, like, anyway, I hope that you have the opportunity to do that and yeah, like it, it seems it seems likely that you're gonna stay in India for college now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, not well, necessarily. Just, just not because necessarily of the pandemic, a bad thing. like you can't come and try, like study in the UK or whatever because of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I hope there are certain ways where you can like go abroad after like a year or two. But I mean, hope we can do that, obviously. But it's like first of all, the pandemic needs to fail, obviously. Yeah, because the second wave here was wild. That that was traumatic. Um, so we're just hoping that the third one isn't as bad. Where are you now? Are you still in Singapore? Or are you? No, I came back. Again? I came back to India. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you've gained so, a couple of hours at least. You're only what five and a half hours. Exactly. Hour yeah. So I don't I don't have to feel like a crackhead every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asleep, I'm not asleep, or, uh, or uh, yeah, so, yeah, there's that. Well, here's to you getting across to the UK at some point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we talk, me and Adam talk about the RFN 5 side a lot. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, that's that's 100% that has to happen, without a doubt, like, so. Yeah, it, it does. Um, yeah, yeah, like. I, I I'd love I'd love even if I don't know it doesn't have to be obviously in the uh, it doesn't have to be in in Russia it doesn't have to be somewhere but I'd love for us to meet up somewhere like obviously Russia seems like the 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 you know most obvious place yeah because we go to a match and ship but like it could be literally anywhere yeah find the Korobka there's that cool Korobka like in the forest near um, Sparrow Hills oh yeah Just that's play in there. I'd love to go there. Or well, even, there was that really cool one in Gorky Park. That's like, the one I was the just going to say. One. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Wait, was that Adidas? I thought it was Nike. It was like, oh, maybe it was Nike. I just remember there was some like special stuff going on. Like I was only in Gorky Park for like 15 minutes, but I saw it and there was like stuff going on with like YouTubers or something. It was cool. Yeah, that's a, it's it's a sick pitch. I remember like me, me, Park and Connor went over and we watched the, we watched so many people play there. Um, yeah, it's Nike, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was really cool. Yeah. Literally, I had like 15 minutes here before I had to go and do something else. And I just walked around listening to the song, the, you know, the song by Scorpions. Uh, yeah. I just listened to that for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> just because of the line in it. And uh, yeah, I managed. Like it was, it's a really cool part. Like, it was like beanbags all over the place. Like it was, oh, like, man, it was Gork- all sorts going on. Gorky Park is so sick. Like the last time I was there, this would have been 2019. Uh, there was some... Have you ever seen those challenges? I can't remember. People do an, an obstacle course, essentially. Uh, fuck me. What is the, what is the, there's a TV show all around. Um, Ninja Warrior or... That it's might not, be it. No, it's a knockout. Takashi's Castle. <laughs> no, it would... It may have been Ninja Warrior. Let me, let me just... I'm actually the one that had... Rich, in the UK, I remember Richard Hammond presented it. Here's another one. Uh, it, yeah, it was it was sort of like that. Yeah, so basically they had it all along like the river, people doing shit like this, and it was the coolest thing ever. Like. Total wipeout. Was the, was total wipeout. That's the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, total wipeout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doesn't watch that. It's so cool. Oh jeez. Total wipeout. Suppose there's a bad speller there. Yeah, it's it's my my mic is on my keyboard because I don't have that much space <laughs> on my <laughs> on my desk, so I'm having my to like is. guess where the letters are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was sort of it was more actually like Ninja than it was like Total Wipeout, but that's kind of what I had in my mind. Um, but yeah, really really cool. And he's looking at us thinking, "What are you on about?" No, I know what you're on about. I was just uh, doing uh, scheduling a tweet. Hanu's uh, Hanu's got work to kick off. Yeah, me and you finish up at, you know, the same time no, probably, or close enough to the same time. Hanu's just starting. Exactly, man. Yeah. My work is at all hours. Work is at all hours. This, this, that's the funny thing, right? Because it's like, it'll be the weirdest hours of the day, and I'll get like Anton asking me, hey, what do you think of this TikTok? And it's like at 4, like 3.30 a.m. in the night. So it's, it's 3.30 a.m. in the night, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but um, 3.30 a.m. is like probably midday for you. It's not that deep anymore, yeah. I don't have a... Like, thing is, right, I was... For a while, I was upset that I don't really have a sleep schedule and I like, it, it's a mess. But I'm like, I'm just, I'm just relishing it now. I don't really care anymore because at some point, it will have to be a regular, sensible sleep schedule, right? Yeah, and I feel like I might miss these days when that has to happen, because nobody really wants to wake up at like seven a.m. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I'd wager my based on based on uh, what what's going on now. I wouldn't be massively surprised if this is just how you how you ended up working and just got a job that works around your schedule. You probably <laughs> get pretty well paid for it as well if it's having you stay up that late. Like yeah. Oh, what's, your, what's your sleep schedule, Artem? What time are you getting up and going to bed? Oh, I geez, think it's on, on a work day, right? 
I'm actually really sensible. This is going to sound a bit like probably ridiculous, but like I, I go to sleep at like quarter to 11 or 11. And I get up at 6.45. Damn. So what's yeah, your work, what are your working yeah. hours? My working hours are nine to f- half five. Why are you getting up so early? Yeah, like I, I like to have a bit of time before work. That's a lot um, of time. Because it's a bit like the thing is, if I'm commuting, like if I had to go into the office, I'd have to get up at six forty-five anyway to get up, shower, get ready, have have breakfast, and drive to work. But I just do the same thing when I'm at home. Like I'll, I'll wake up and I'll listen to an audio book or I'll scroll through Twitter. I'm, I might go for a walk. Like sometimes I go for a walk before. Why work. Don't you just start work early and then finish work early? I can't do that because oh, that um, the way obviously like with property everything like it's like people could call me and it's like technically my hours are are nine to half five so i've got to be around for those hours but yeah it's you know it's i feel like if i was chartered i'd be able to kind of work around whenever i want but because i'm doing work for other people other people are asking me like if agents like property agents have to be pretty much 24 7 like if someone's calling you you got to be ready same with property managers but like because i'm doing valuations it's kind of like I only need to be like I only need whenever I need to get information from people like I basically call between nine and half five. But if I was like just writing reports or whatever, I'd be able to do it at any time of the day. But as I said, because I'm only, you know, graduate because I'm only starting out, like I don't really have the luxury of doing that yet. So, you know, one day. Well, I'm hoping one day I'll be self-employed so I can just set my own hours because I really don't really fancy working for people my, my entire life. Well, that's fair. But you go to sleep at quarter to 11. Quarter to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's early. It, It's exactly eight hours. That takes 6.45. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, But, like, see, that's the difference. That's why that's why I love humanity is that there's so many differences. I don't think I've ever gone to sleep at 10.45 in my life. Maybe when I was a, Maybe when I was a baby. You know, and he was just like sleeping, but I don't think, yeah, that early. And I think, well, I just like, like if there's something on that'll keep me on past that, like for example, yeah, if, no, if I'm planning to go to the pub or something like that, then yeah, obviously, like it's not going to be the same. But like on a regular day when I'm yeah. not doing anything, it's like I just, there's not really much to do. And the later that it gets, the more I'm like, I'm so close to work and I've got less sleep. I'd rather. <laughs> Go to sleep, wake up knowing that I've got ages to do whatever. Like, I could yeah. watch two episodes of a Netflix series before work if I wanted to. But... See, that'd be, yeah, but that's the thing. See, if you wake up, because I actually, like, there's a couple of times where I've, I've woken up super early, whether it was, like, because we, this in 2018 and stuff, sometimes we just wake up in the morning and, like, play a bit of cricket for a couple of hours and then be back yeah. home by, like, 9 a.m. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. But it's, like, when I have nothing to of that sort, I just, like, point of waking up early seems pretty lost on me but it, it does yeah, i see where you're uh, coming from on on that speaking of um you guys do you guys have anywhere to go or something because this is i think a fun podcast that we're having no i'm happy to stay on like i've got a paddle match at half eight so like i've yeah, got an hour eight. and a half until then but like yeah, we're, we're going to be finished by then anyway yeah, but yeah. all we've got is the ruby and sparta game 10 minutes yeah, yeah it's fast fine um the craziest thing, like, which I found out, I think, a couple of months ago, I don't know if we've discussed it on the pod, but we've definitely talked about it before, is that cafes close at, like, 4 p.m. in the UK. And in Ireland, maybe. Um, I, I don't think they close that early here. Like, depends I feel like who you people, are. Depends but they close well are. early. Like, they're not, they're not open at, like, 8, 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. or something. 
And if you're in London, you'd probably find an open Starbucks, or if you're talking about like a Starbucks or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I think I think David's spot on there. It's like it if it's if it's that late, you'll find somewhere to get coffee, but you won't find it everywhere to get coffee. If that makes like sense. Like if I walked around my town after five thirty, then yeah, most most establishments would be shut, other than like takeaways and fast food places. But if you go into London, you probably you know those kind of places, your Starbucks. You cost the coffee, whatever. They'll they'll all be open till like. So yeah, what do you later. do in the night? Like, what if? I guess restaurants are open though, right? Like, five yeah, restaurants are open. Yeah, but cafes. I mean, who's going for coffee at half nine? In the evening? Yeah, be surprised. Like, how open in Russia. Like it's it's it it'd be so weird. Like sometimes, like I don't know, David, if you know anyone who does this, but there's so many times that like me and my mates will be in a pub or something, and one of them will start ordering coffee like halfway through his pints. <laughs> like like, <laughs> where are you going with this? Like that's wild. But no, because like when I found that out, I was completely just dumbfounded as to how that could be the case. Because everywhere I've been, it's like cafes are are open, and it's it's sort of like a culture in some places, right? Where you just yeah, in like Italy or something, you'd imagine. But yeah. and in Italy, they're so strict with their coffee; they like they won't serve you coffee after a certain point because it's like, well, coffee's your morning drink. Yeah, pineapple on pizza is great, man. I don't know why people. Oh, I should up. It is. It actually isn't bad, but it's not great. It's, I wouldn't say it's, it's great. Good. I wouldn't eat it. I had Here's a question for once. both of you, Ray. See, Just... that's wild. Banana on pizza. Yeah, it wasn't nice either. Yeah. What's your Here's question? a question for both of you, right? And this is like, you have to choose one of these two extremes, right? You're living in either like a, a super rural place, right? Where there's pretty much like no one around, nothing to do. Or let's say whatever, like the population of your village is like two thousand or something like that. Small place, like you've got everything that you need. You've got the shops, you've got petrol stations, you've got a little restaurant and a pub and all that kind of stuff, and maybe a few football pitches, right? Or you're living in like the middle of the city where like there's barely any parks or anything because it's so central. Where are you choosing? Go on, David. See, like, I'm thinking, like, I might, my head immediately goes to London, being my closest city. And obviously, there are big parks in London. So I'm, like, thinking, well, you don't get cities without parks. But in this, so, but in the scenario you've put forward to me, this city doesn't have parks. Yeah. It's, okay, it's, it has, it, right, it has parks, but it's not the kind of, like, call them no urban peace. parks, like, where it's, like, it's, like, a perfect square with like a fountain in the middle and there's not like football pitches or anything it's just like a you, you know the urban parks that i'm talking about like they're just a bit shitty like it's grass but it's not like it doesn't feel like you're you're in nature very, or anything very little piece around yeah uh well i've, I've lived in both so I've, I've had the i've had the experience of both, I feel like. Bangor is, well, where it, a couple of places where I lived in Bangor is, is very rural. And then, you know, I've lived in, I've not actually lived in a big city, but I, I live in the middle of where I, my town where I live, so it's fairly busy. I'd probably lean towards the city still. I, I enjoy city life. Because, um, what's the park I'm thinking of? I think it's um, Regent's Park in London. It's so big. It's got a ton of football pitches, and you could be dead in the middle, like you can't even hear traffic, nothing. It's it's wild. 
but you'd have no idea you're in the sea. That's mad. Yeah, like that. That I, I feel like I'd probably choose choose that as well. Like I feel like I'd probably choose the city rather than the country. But I don't know. Like I'm interested to see what Hanu says because he's lived in like the biggest cities. You know what I said? I've said it so many times, though. I like that's the easiest question for me. I live in the city 100. All right. I, cities, like, I don't modern need... cities have really good open spaces now. Like I don't even. They're good modern cities days. Like, that's the thing. Maybe I was just conditioned to it or whatever. But that that thing Artem described where it's super rural and there's nothing to do. Like, I would I would really hate that. Because yeah, it I sounds get, a bit dead, doesn't it? It sounds so dead. I, I get that stuff even when it's, you know, people say, oh, you know what? In my life, I just want to become a farmer and, and uh, just, just have no people around, just have a big farmhouse. And I'm like, no, I don't want that. That's good for a vacation for a couple of weeks at most, but I no, I don't, I don't want that. Even um, yeah, I agree. People I agree. like Americans, especially, meme people when they say that um, they're buying a flat, which is apparently a very alien concept in America. And like, why would you not just buy a house? And I get the real estate perspective on that. Like why it would be more beneficial financially to buy a, a, a house is like a grounded house or something. But personally, I, I prefer flats as well, man. Like, well, I, d- I don't know how it works in other countries, but you can't actually own apartments in, like, say, Ireland. Like, you can own the lease, you can own it as a lease, but, like, eventually it's not yours. Yeah, that's, that's how mine is. Like, I've bought this place that I live in, technically, but it's on, like, a, yeah, like a 999-year leasehold. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Technically, it is mine, but legally, if I was to somehow live 999 years, I would eventually not own it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's 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 basically it's something to do with obviously it's it's you either own the ground underneath your apartment or you don't, and that's why that's what the difference between a lease and a lease and freehold, obviously. But yeah, like I We're think that the, for here. for that reason, like because land prices tend to appreciate much faster it's if you buy a house it tends to be a better investment now obviously like it doesn't really make a difference if you're only looking at it as a place to live but yeah that's that's probably the way that americans are looking at it like my sister is like the opposite of what we all said like i went and visited her recently she lives up she lives up sort of near manchester way and she lives in a village of probably like i don't know less than 100 people jeez it's like it's tiny there's like this there's basically just one road with some houses on it, and that's it. Uh, smack in the middle of the countryside. It's you know, it's an amazing place. Like it's so nice to be in. But their lifestyle is, you know, they don't like the city. The her, her boyfriend's a photographer, like a wildlife photographer, constantly out going for like walks and the hikes and doing nature trails, and she loves gardening and doing all that stuff. So it's like. If that you know, if that suits your lifestyle, it's perfect for you. And I, I enjoyed my time there, but I definitely couldn't have lived there permanently. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see what what the pull is to something like that, because you're like outside of what, like, you know, like if you're living in a city, in most cases, like you've got to work pretty hard to keep yourself afloat. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, if you're kind of like outside of that, you know, if you're able to make yourself a reasonable amount of money, like you're kind of, you don't have to work as hard as people in cities would and like you kind of take a step back and look at what's you know in in your opinion is important or more important in life 
Yeah. Well, that's it. Like, he, he, my sister's boyfriend, like, he works from home. He works for, what's that gaming company that does all the cool keyboards? Razor. Oh, yeah, that's Razor. The other one, the other one. Um, I don't know. Steel series. He works for them. Logitech. No, no. He, he, David just said the name. Steel series. He works for them from home remotely, so he and he's on a good wage because they're up north. It's a cheap area of the country, so they're making so much money by living in this cheap place. They're renting; they don't own the place. Yeah. But then, even still, it's like twenty-five minutes drive to Blackburn, where you can get all the things you could get in a in a major town or city. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's you know there there is there is something to it. Like it's, that is, yeah, that is. it is. It's finding the right place and the right balance. Like it, it depends what your priorities are. Like I couldn't do it because I enjoy the perks of living in an urban area where you get good good internet, for example, and you've got everything locally. Um, if you could get good internet in in those places, though, as well, I feel like that would be a massive game changer. Because like yeah. there's yeah. all there's that whole thing about Elon Musk. You know, he's trying to get Wi-Fi to go through space true satellites like <laughs> yeah which is a really fucking sick idea but like there's no way that wi-fi going through space going through the whole atmosphere of the earth to and from your pc is going to be faster than like a, a cable connection but if you're living in one of those places what that's really remote that it's really difficult to get a good connection to or cost a fortune to do it it actually might be a good improvement to your life like yeah if, yeah that would certainly like if that was a doable situation like you could get i could get the same speeds and countryside that i could get here then yeah definitely consider it yeah i agree like living yeah. in a country the internet is just such yeah. a big thing in modern life you know and while my interests revolve around the internet whether it be watching watching football online or playing games or whatever you know so the internet the internet has to be it's getting up there with you know water electricity gas you know it's it's a I think it's already up there. Yeah, yeah i think well, yeah, i think it so. is as well like if you if you think about it, even like even just down to the most basic level we would not be talking to each other if the internet didn't exist yeah. like it's it's insane how much like things can change like tv now is completely reliant on the internet essentially like no one really watches like you know cable or free view television anymore everyone kind of watches netflix amazon prime whatever like much. youtube so the internet is just it's just another another animal it is yeah um sorry i'm gonna go off topic wildly and talk about russian football for two seconds oh fuck's sake krasava just won their first game did they three nil in the cup <laughs> Krasava point Kairat Moscow winning. Look at that. Imagine you had said that sentence like four months ago. Krasava <laughs> and Kairat Moscow. Like, why are both of those things happening? Um, but and yeah, you, yeah, you may be Amkart as well. Ooh, that, that's a good one. That is a good one. You may be taking Amkart one. Um, Artem, did your audacity actually die or are you back? No, no, my audacity is dead, and um, my recording is also dead. <laughs> like, not not the audio recording. I'm talking about the video recording. Like, it's it. We're, I'm really glad we recorded Skype. <laughs> I was gonna say, um, I'm, I'm not seeing your screen. At the yeah. At this point. So, 
I only just realized that your uh, there's no screen here, Adam. So the last like 20 minutes of this are probably not going to be. It's just your oh. face. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know, but like, it's it's okay. It's okay. Who knew? I think that that's uh, been a pretty good podcast anyway. Like, yeah, it has. We can yeah. we can keep it going to be fair if anyone wants to Discord or anything. Um, but I think oh, I'm I think gonna go get ready for for my match. To be honest. But oh yeah, like, you are all right. Fair enough. I really yeah. I really did enjoy this. Like, yeah. I, I, I think David should become a regular, like a, an every week regular. Yeah, I mean, David, if you have the time to do that, you're more than yeah, welcome. Obviously, much. like, I know that you still do the R- RFN, so, you know, you might get bored talking about the same thing twice, but, hey, you know, this, we don't talk this, about Russian football yeah. that often anyway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think like, you want to... Yeah, guys, I completely forgot this was a podcast at some point. Um, if you did enjoy it, please leave a like. Um, you know, tell us your opinion on any of the things uh, we discussed today. Are you also an illegal immigrant? Like, would you rather <sighs> live in the city or would you rather live in like bumfuck nowhere? <laughs> like, would in in like a mud hut or something? I don't know. What's your sleep schedule? Yeah, what's your sleep schedule? Do you get <laughs> up at the same time sleep? as me, or like, are, are you up? at all errors like Hanu is like we want to know all about you um so yeah like i said like on the video gold medal on sport rex all of that good stuff and talk to you next week yeah